Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon and good evening and welcome to the Same Old Arsenal podcast sponsored by Ruth Beck Art. And uh, during the show, we're going to show some lovely uh, pictures that Ruth has sent across to us. Uh, if you don't know anything about Ruth Beck Art, then uh, check her out. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll put some stuff on uh, at some stage. But I don't know about you, but I'm quite excited to do this podcast. <laughs> Uh, and with me for now, although Albert will be joining us, not for now, because you'll be there the whole time, but Albert will be joining us is the lovely Guna Girl 969, which is Amanda. How are you doing? You all right? Admin? Tonight, you're admin. I'm the admin girl. I'm happy. I'm happy to do admin. I'm happy for everybody in the chat room. I'm happy for the fact that my whole firm is mainly West Ham and they are going to hate me tomorrow. Everything is going to have the number six in it. Everything. <laughs> How long will it take to exchange? Six days. And when should we talk about it again? In six days. I think that's just perfect. Here's a, here's a question that I'd like everybody to put in the chat. Amanda's obviously going into work tomorrow to speak to the West Ham fans. Any kind of bantering advice you can give to Amanda? Um, one of the things I'd like to ask you to do, Amanda, tomorrow is just to say, how was your Sunday, guys? Because yesterday I had a lovely feast and my football team had a lovely feast. We feasted on West Ham. So in the comments, put your... Uh, Put your suggestions as to how Amanda should be absolutely bantering off the West Ham uh, well, the fans. We're going to go through got, all the details. Uh, the problem I've got, Chris, is the guy who really I would banter with has moved branches. So we'll have to speak on the phone. And hence the six number. We'll, we'll, yeah, I'll call you back in six minutes. I've just got stuff to do. Oh, I, I will be my director's <laughs> West Ham as well. I probably will be sacked by about three o'clock. Yeah, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is going to be a complete schadenfreude podcast. Yeah. We are going to take the mickey at stages today, a bit like Arsenal did. Um, before we get into the nubs, uh, the nuts and bolts of the actual game, uh, a couple of uh, tweets that I saw, which I just wanted to read out, um, because Arsenal Twitter has been on absolute form for the last, well, about the last 45 minutes, to be fair. Uh, one of which, uh, uh, I can't remember who said this, but I just wrote them down. West Ham could do with a player like Declan Rice. <laughs> did enjoy that one. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> I also enjoyed I also enjoyed another uh, tweet, which was somebody saying, um, 
but it was it was a video of all of the West Ham fans leaving at half time, and it was did that. Jamie Carragher tell the, the West Ham fans to just get down the tunnel at half time? I did enjoy that one as well. But uh, Amanda, I think the did you picture see, you of Erdegaard taking the picture of the West Ham fans leaving at half time was sent to me five times actually after half time. <laughs> but my friend was there, a West Ham fan, and um, he's a he's a really good sport, and he. We, it's a long story, but there's a cream egg thing here where every time Arsenal used to beat West Ham or sit there, you know, he'd come with us occasionally if we had a spare seat many years ago, he'd bring a box of cream eggs because he knew that Arsenal would just win. Every time we scored, he just offered everyone a cream egg. So he sent me a box of cream eggs at half time and just said, I think you're going to win this one. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. I said, your fans are leaving, but there's a large section, and apparently that's just the food section, because we're not allowed out the ground. They obviously are. It looked like thousands and thousands were going, but yeah. I think it was only the ones over the bridge, to be fair. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody's just put a question in, please, uh, into the comments. Please put your questions in and we'll try and get to those towards the end. Before we get into the start of the game, let's keep just let's just revel a little bit in the end of the game. And I want to give some stats because this was a totally dominant performance. And Amanda's got a few as well, but I'm going to chime in with a couple. 25 shots, 25 attempts on target from Arsenal, 12 uh, on sorry, t- 25 shots, 12 on target, 71% possession, 685 passes to West Ham's 280. We had a pass accuracy of 93%. This was a complete mauling. Amanda, before we get into, we'll, we'll, we'll dial back to right at the beginning of the game and yeah. your feelings, but any other stats that you want to chuck in there before we do that? Yes, we have scored 16 goals in four games. I mean, come on. I mean, I I still sit there and think we need a striker, but I think that speaks for itself. Um, Saliba, Saka, Gabriel Trossard today, which we'll go through. 16 goals, 50th goal for Saka was the pen. So now he's got 51 goals. And there was a stat on Trossard. I don't even do stats. I don't even know why I write with this down. Um, 8,000th goal when Trossard scored, but I don't know what that was for. Yeah, that- for all of the Arsenal goals that they've scored, um, I think, in, in league history. Oh, right. So that's 8,000 when you think about that. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it, I mean, we can start talking, but the stats are there for itself. 16 goals in four games. Yeah. Um, Palace 5, Forest 2, Liverpool 3, West Ham 6. I mean, I did say a couple of weeks ago, um, we will, me and Jeff Arsenal were talking about this. We are going to give someone a battering. I thought it was going to be Burnley away, if I'm honest. Not today. When we were on our podcast this week with um, um, Alan Algar, who's there today, and Anthony Gale, um, who was Declan Rice's youth team coach. And didn't he nail it, what he said about West Ham? Because he's a West mm. Ham He absolutely nailed their team and actually said on the podcast I don't even want to predict because I just know it's not going to be good. And we were all like, no, no, we, you always give us a game when we come to the London Stadium. And nah, nah, nah. But he was spot on in what he said. And if anyone wants to listen to that podcast, um, just go to our, any audio platform to listen to that. But coming coming to, to now, um, Arsenal Twitter this week has been the best ever. And I've been one of the worst, if I'm honest, because I'm like a dog with a bone, Chris. You know, Jamie Carragher last week, I ranted. I did not rant. You really did rant, yeah. I did really rant, but not as good as Gunner Blog ranted and the Tuesday Club ranted. 
it was superb, the Tuesday Club. They're back. This is the, only their second pod of the season, and I cry every time. Um, and I have just, one of my tweets has got like over 2,000 likes because it's just taking the absolute piss. Listen, people, we live in the moment in football. If we can't enjoy it, what is the absolute point in going to a football match, supporting a football team? I don't care who tells us what we can do. We will do what the bloody hell we like. And I've said that all week. And I've had loads and loads of Liverpool fans come for me. And I don't care. Because do you know what? We're right. We beat Liverpool. We beat the league leaders. If we can't celebrate, then we can never celebrate. Yep, exactly. And you said it, you, you mentioned it earlier. So our goal difference is now plus 31. It's the same as Man City. We are one behind Liverpool. We've got 53 goals scored compared to Man City's 56. Liverpool got 55. So we're, we're in amongst it. And we've got the best defence now. Like that is a fact because we've got 20 plus 22, sorry, 22 goals conceded. Liverpool have got the next best, which is plus, uh, plus it's 23. But let's go right back. Oh, look beginning. at that stat from Nigel Plum. Our biggest wow. ever away Premier League win. That's a good stat, Nigel. And thank day. you. Welcome to the show. It's a and good um day. it is. And and Nigel with Carl helps the uh chat room flow nicely and not have any abuse. So thank you for that, Nigel. Yes. Um, and get let's your get into in. it. I don't know where Albert is. He's pro he's doing a He'll live join show. Us. Albert's gonna join us. Um Albert will oh. join us. He's live streaming at some stage. But Amanda, so start of the game. So you and I obviously did the pod, uh, the preview pod on uh, Thursday. I said it was going to be 2-1 because I genuinely thought, and you think about the last oh, few games that we've had against West Ham, yeah. I thought this is going to be tight. This is going to be cagey. They're going to low block us. They're going to sit on the, in the, they're going to camp in their box. And at times, for certainly until we got our first goal, it did sort of feel like that. Like I've written down something that, you know, 10 minutes in, we had 90% possession, but, you know, we hadn't really worked the keeper at all. Um, give me your thoughts uh, leading into the actual kickoff, because we had a few injuries, didn't we? Emil Smith-Rowe out, Gabriel Jesus still out, Zinchenko out. But although Alan did say on on Thursday that he, you know, he knew that. So we yeah. kind of sort of knew that. Um, there was, we've still got Party out. We've got Durian Timber out. Tommy Asu was not deemed to be ready. So we had a few injuries going into this. Did that make you nervous, especially when you looked at the bench? Because it was a young bench as well. It was really strange. I've I've come to not enjoy football on the TV anymore. Any other match that doesn't involve us. I'm so stressed. It's ridiculous. It, it, when I go to an away game or a home game, I'm fine. I'm not as bad as this. So I'm stressed. I annoy Cole. I'm so negative. I'm like, oh my God, we, what are we going to do? I'm like this. Before the game's even started, I'm gutted about ESR turning his ankle. You know, where's Tommy Asu? I'm putting it down to fatigue and hopefully not a knock. And now you're sitting there thinking, you know, we should be able to beat them. But I just want to say that Alan went 3-1, you went 2-1, I went 2-1, and went 4-1. That's mm. how much he didn't have any faith in his team. Anyway, just going back to that. Um, and then you look at the bench and you've got um, Enwari. I can't say his name, sorry. Enwineri. Enwineri. Enwineri, I'll get that in the end. Um, and then you're like, oh, he's really good. You know, he could come on. Uh, this is going to be tight. Jared Bowen always does us. But 
remember Alan and um, Ant saying about Paqueta not being around, and I think that is massive for them. Mm. And to be honest, what I saw of Bowen, he was just backing into our players the whole time, trying to get and fouls. falling over. Yeah. He, 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 you know, the first one I thought, oh, that's a foul, actually. And then we watched it again and it wasn't. And then he just kept doing it. Listen, I can't believe it was only 71 percent possession in the first half. I thought it was 90. I could not believe what I was seeing. It was it was controlled, it was disciplined. You know, again, you, you look at us against Liverpool, were they poor or were we good? West Ham were dire, but we were really good. We were mm. really on it. And the best thing is the magnificent movement and the fact that Martinelli, Saka, Erdegaard are all coming good again. They're mm -hmm. all playing how they did last season. It's hitting for the first time at the right time for us. One more goal, we would have gone second with City having a game in hand. We're right in the mix. Everyone thinks it's a three-horse race. No one counts anyone before below us. Tottenham mm -hmm. are only, what, four or five points behind us. It's not a lot. But no one's looking at that. They're looking at this. And coming back to form now, Chris. But you, do you know what I love? That everybody is scoring again. Everybody. And yep. set plays and Declan Decla Rice. The only yeah, thing we'll I will say, Declan Rice hobbled off. So I'm a little bit slightly concerned. Yeah, but he had a smile on his face. So I suspect that's oh. probably just bumps and bruises. Let's have a shout out for the away fans who dropped uh, quite a hilarious um, uh, little chant, which was, uh, who put the ball in the in net? Who put the ball in the effing net? Who put the ball in the effing net? Half our effing team did. <laughs> love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Whoever makes these songs up, because I saw Charles Watt tweet, tweet that. I, honestly, I find people's humour so funny. And to be that quick to do that is just brilliant. And then just going to give a little shout out to Hilsey and Fergus from the same, um, same old Arsenal, from the Guns and Yellow ribbons podcast they were right on my screen when Saka scored I've got a lovely picture of them going mental they go home and away they'll be in Porto next week and it's just lovely I was there last year and it wasn't lovely and just just to give that to our fans. And you know what? We was under a little bit of pressure. You know, a lot of the pundits were saying, well, you know, celebrating like that last week. I'm not talking about the main pundit, but celebrating like that. Does it count if, if you lose to West Ham? You've got to go and beat West Ham. We did. And I hope they have celebrated. And the tweet, and I tweeted this week that I wanted Mikel to grab Stuart's camera, run to our fans, take a selfie with all the players and tag Carragher, Christopher Sutton. And Gary never win the picture. Not sure he's done it, which I'm a bit annoyed about. However, sorry, I'm diverting. I'm diverting because that's I'm all so right. Excited. That's all right. So, so we started off all right. Uh, I thought we did. Um, I thought it was an interesting start. It, it was West Ham sort of cagey. They were deep blocking. Uh, I got a couple of notes that I just wrote down, like one or two sloppy passes. 18 minutes. You know, there was one or two sloppy passes, and you know, we started off. Um, I thought. Okay, finally, within ourselves, there he is. Finally, boy, yeah, Chris, I, I like the way you, I like the way you said hello as opposed to a madness hello. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Finally, we so miss I, you. I, You've I, missed I, the fun. We're finished now. Thanks for coming. <laughs> That's all right. I can, all right. Go, I, can get, I can get on my watch along for Super Eagles. Then. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the what. podcast. 
That's, 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 that's how it should have started, Adam. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, well, let's, let's bring Albert into this. So we were just talking about the opening exchanges. We've had a little bit of the banter. We've talked about some of the tweets and stuff so far, and it's all been a lot of fun. We've got lots of people having lots of fun in the chat. But we're right up to the point, which is the opening sort of exchanges and the opening salvos, if you like, before we got our first goal. Um, yeah. First goal was on half an hour. So, you know, a third, we're a third into the game before we scored our first goal. And I thought, Albert, I'd love to get your thoughts here because I thought it was there was a few sloppy bits and I just thought this is going to end up being a bit like the Nottingham Forest game. West Ham low blocking, it's going to be tight. And what was your kind of opening thoughts on that first, well, that first section, that first third of the game up until we scored? Did you have the same sort of vibes as me or were you kind of like, we got this, we'll get it's, it's coming eventually? Um, you know what, I, I was... I thought it was quite even Steven for 20 minutes. Um, I don't think they worked yeah. Davareya personally. Um Kivio had, had, had an early start. Yeah, yeah. Got, he had a few moments, but um he settled in. But no, um, I thought we'd get the first goal. Um, have a bit of impetus, and then yeah, we grew more into the game, man. The possession just, just dominated, man. Um, and then <laughs> second the third goal winning, so yeah, even better. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats, I gave the stats earlier, but I mean, we've absolutely battered this West Ham today. And the first yeah. chance that I seem to recall was that Trossard save on 22 minutes. And it's funny because as a, as a fan, Amanda, I don't know if you're the same, but as a fan, I don't see it like the commentators see it. Like you hear commentators saying, oh, this is only one way traffic. This is only going to end up finishing one way at this rate. But as a fan, you're just thinking, now nah, we're going to do 90 minutes of this where we just batter a team and they score with their only chance. And that's just obviously with the blinkers on. Did you feel like that up until the point in which Saliba scored? Yeah, because do you remember Trossard had that fantastic shot and he saved it? Yeah, keeper flicked it over. And I was like, Did you know what? This is so unfair. It's all us. And I tweeted, because it's reverse psychology, you know what's going to happen. It's all us. They'll go and score. Um I just didn't think West Ham had it in them. And I was more nervous to start the game, as I was saying before to you, than about 10 minutes in. I thought we started off well. Kivior, yes, Albert, a tiny bit, but not too bad. I thought we just dominated and I thought it's going to come. I didn't expect six. I thought when we got the one, if we could get another one before half time, that'd be great. You know, that that sort of situation. Because you're always worrying. And also, remember, I'm old. So I remember going 4-0 up at Newcastle and laughing, thinking, game's done. Game's done. Because people kept telling me off of mentioning Newcastle. But I said, game's done. I'll never forget it. I'll never say that ever, ever again. Even if we were 6-0 up. It was literally in the ground. Yeah, I mean, I I literally was screaming because I was, those days, I was listening on the radio so when you have that in your head, you're like, shit, it's 4 nil here. Surely they can't come back. They're so poor. It's not Newcastle. It's not their fans who are a bit louder. West Ham weren't very loud today. Um, and you do have that hesitation, but I was a bit more confident and trying not to think of the 4 nil at Newcastle. And, it, I, and I'm just, honestly, we need to talk about the goals, Chris. We just yep, need right. to talk about each goal. Let's go on to it. Let's go on to it, Albert. So, and uh, just before we talk about the goals, Arsenal scored six goals in just over 30 minutes. I mean, that is a prolific uh, third of a game. But um, first goal, Albert, Saliba, brilliant, good header, but West Ham shocking defensive, weren't they? Yeah, you know, it's too bad for West Ham personally. But uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, it's it's been a strength of season for Arsenal, hasn't it? They got they threw up the um 
stat before. I think it was 10 from corners specifically. Um, and obviously Saliba's... Um, I actually thought... I, I actually couldn't tell who scored, but you know what? One thing that does help with set pieces is, is your delivery. So obviously... Declan's on the set pieces more now, which obviously tells you he's he's the best set piece taker at the club because normally that's what happens. But yeah, like I said, we got that first goal. Um, and it just for me, I don't say this often about Arsenal, but their value for money, there's value for money today in terms of um taking the lead. Not yeah. necessarily gonna win the game, but yeah, that that was um as impressive, man. And um, yeah, um a, a, a goal followed. A goal followed that soon half enough. So um, no, it was good. It was good. No, it was absolutely fantastic. And um, Amanda, uh, maybe actually Albert and Amanda, um, but I'll start with you, Amanda, because let's move on to the second goal. Because we've got so many goals to get through. You know, we could we could end up with about a four hour podcast if we analysed each of them in deep detail. But um, does any of you know? If because uh, I tweeted this set in caps set piece FC strike again after uh, the first goal and. Does a penalty count as a set piece as well? Or is that something completely different? Amanda, do you know? No, I don't think it's a set piece. I've never known it to be a set piece. But it's not a goal from open play. It's just a penalty. So I'm not sure. Someone in the chat room will know because I don't. I've never thought about it like that. But we need... I just like it to be my narrative, set-piece FC strike again. So it's just funny. But uh, a brilliant ball from Leandro Trossard, oh. um, Amanda. And, uh, I mean, Saka is brought down. No real complaints, really. I think it's just a fairly obvious one. Did you, Amanda, get PTSD like me or hope that Saka didn't have PTSD from last season when he stepped up to actually take Well, it? I was there. So as soon as I said to Carl, when they were going to VAR, because I thought he was offside and then obviously he wasn't, um, I said, I said it'd be Erdegaard. And then Saka picked the ball up and went, no. I was like, oh my God, I was there last year when he missed. This is, this is too important. I mean, we were, I don't know what we were at, 2 0 at the time. I, I've lost no, count. No, that's, that was the second goal. So, uh, second goal. so 1 0 at the time, which is really important. If we'd have missed that, God knows what would have happened today. To be honest, they weren't very good, West Ham, so we don't know. But um, might not have been as negative as I was thinking. But no, I didn't want him to take it because I kept saying to myself, if he misses this, he's been he's starting to play so well again. I don't want him to go back. Um, and And if I'm totally honest, I haven't seen the penalty yet because I looked away. Because me and Carl have this thing. If we look away, they score. So I've not seen it. I haven't seen any penalty. Um, And I've had no time to watch the replay because we literally run on here. But no, I didn't want him to take it because I didn't want him to miss and then get all upset. And it's important for us, obviously. Albert, were you like, that's a pen, Saka take it, Saka put it away, let's go. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, I was doing a watch long. So for me looking away, that wouldn't look really good originally. So... (laughs) (laughs) But no, he, listen, he, Chris, he's a penalty taker. If you look at most of my penalties over the last couple of years, he's taken them, right? Um, yeah. And more more than most of the time, he scored them. Um, he scored big penalties, actually, as well, against yeah most of the top six sides, I think he has. Um, so I had no problems in taking the penalty. I think Arsenal scored all their penalties this season, they said, isn't it? Six, that's, was that, it's either six, I think it's seven, including that today, or six before we took the penalty, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, we've, we've done really well with that. So, um I was more than pleased for him to take it, to be honest with you. Um, he's had a little bit of a... Saka's numbers will always be good. I mean, mm-hmm. he's already, what, double figures now for goals in the Premier League. Yeah, I think so. I think he's up and, to 10 now with those yeah, two today. And, and Chris, he's not even having his best season. So what does that no, tell you? No. It's a bit, 
it's a bit like what people say about Man City. Where it's like they're not even having a good season and they end up winning the league anyway. Well, with Saka, it's like he's not even having his best season. We had this conversation, I feel like, Lots of us, lots of us Arsenal fans were saying this last season about Saka, like he didn't quite click. And then all of a sudden we see he's got sort of 15 odd goals. So, um, so we're 2-0 up and uh, then Leandro Trossard into injury time in the first half mm. nets Albert Watt is a fantastic goal. And give me your vibes and then I'll go to Amanda. But Albert, give me your vibes when you were doing the watch along. Um, were you like done, <laughs> dusted? I'm having a good time now. Let's all uh, let's all go and eat some cake. Now the third goal was um, the third goal was Gabriel's header, wasn't it, Chris? Oh, sugar. Sorry, yes, yes it, it was. was. <laughs> you know what? We scored, this is it. We scored so many goals. We scored so many goals. I can't even remember which one it is. But Gab, yeah, Gabriel. Sorry, it was uh, Gabriel it was scored the third goal. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Gabriel yeah, got yeah, the third goal. Declan Rice yeah. ball in. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. So vibes. <laughs> Tell me vibes. <laughs> we love um, yeah, you know, I'll clip it later so you'll, you'll definitely see it properly, like in the flesh. But, um, yeah, listen, um, again, uh, we, we, uh, another strength we've got this season is the set pieces and the delivery. There's a good ball in. I always say this you can look at it from two points of view what West Ham didn't, didn't do well. I, I, I don't care, we're not West Ham fans. So, great ball in by Declan Rice. I actually thought it was Havertz that scored because. Oh, did I? We were celebrating. I thought it was Havertz, and then I thought it was a few queuing up, wasn't it? It was quite congested in that. <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, part. yeah. I, I mean, the goalkeeper's got to come and get that, though. I mean, I mean, goodness sake, it's in your, it's in your six yard box. But mm. and even nevertheless, um, yeah, to get that goal, Chris, I was like, yeah, this that this is more than a strong foothold in the game now, and for Arsenal to do, have to do something really stupid to relinquish this. So to get that, you got more than a foot in the door, and a team talk at halftime is, you know what? It's like I said earlier with the, I think before the, I think with the first goal, Arsenal were fully deserved to go, um, to be winning. And actually, you know what? To be fair, I thought 3 0 was fair enough at half time. Well, like, well, it would have been half time until yeah. someone else scored, who you'll mention in a bit later. But yeah, <laughs> um, both our centre back scored, Chris, man. Um, I, I think Gabriel. Can I just goal. talk about Trossard a second? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, no, no, Amanda. Before you do that, oh, let's go in, talk, talk to me about that. Talk to me about that Gabriel goal because, like, I'll be honest with you, I see stuff like that and the melee, and it's in right on the right on the edge of the six yard box. I didn't. I sort of half celebrated because I thought, oh, VAR will probably say, you know, he's offside when the ball's moved. Um, what was your vibes when uh, Gabriel no. nods that in? And how much do you blame the keeper? I didn't. Didn't have any VAR fears today, only the sack a bit. But when I saw it again, I could see he was on, on side. Um, I, I just, I, listen, he's not great, is he, the keeper? But I, I don't want to take away from Gabriel how well he mm. rose to head that ball in. And the thing is, what I'm loving, this is reminding me a little bit of the Adams, the Bolds, the Keones, you know, the Campbells. You know, this is what should be happening. Our defenders should be scoring from headers. Takes the pressure off our front front three for a start. And why not? Be up there. We've got big boys, you know. Let's go for it. And when obviously Willie scored first. I love it. I, I'm absolutely loving what I've seen today. But the reason I just want to interrupt was the Trossard shot. I'm not going to talk about his goal yet. But at the very beginning of... Um, the game, Matt Scott tweeted, I don't love having Trossard in midfield. I'm really not sure his touch is good enough. He is a danger going forward and it has to be better having Kai closer to the goal. And I went, I think he might surprise you. And he did surprise us today. I, I think when Trossard's on it, 
he's absolutely magnificent. But when he's bad, he's so bad. It, it's such a it's a weird concept with him. But sorry, I just wanted to talk about that because I thought his shot was magnificent. Oh, such a shame he didn't go in. Havertz is a very, very, very clever player. Mm. I never realised until the last few matches how clever. I've never. I don't slate him. But I've never realised how clever that boy is. And I think that for all the people that criticise him, and I think people are coming around to him a little bit more now. Um, mm. <laughs> I think they're coming. I think they're coming um, slowly. Um, very clever. And you can't buy that if you've got a football brain that ducked out the way when Trossard went for the... He's, he's never clumsy and he's not in the way. He just seems to know. Anyway, sorry. That was just me about having right. uh, Quick shout out to uh, Albrecht Schultz, who said a uh, really interesting point, actually, and I saw that. Gabriel even talked to Rice. They showed that in some of the replays. He actually had a chat with him before that third goal, which is really, really interesting. He's obviously said to him, look, this is the movement I'm going to make. Rice has absolutely delivered on that bit. What I think is really interesting, what I thought was really interesting about today was people talk about Trossard as a uh, left eight or Trossard mm. as a false nine or whatever it is. But if you watch our team, there was so much movement. Like Trossard was popping up on the left wing and Martinelli went centre for one or two bits. You had Havertz that was then uh, contesting at times and then Havertz was dropping back. So there was such fluidity in the movement between the front sort of four or five players that I don't, I think that it almost feels a bit archaic to talk about, oh, he's playing as a centre-forward and he's playing as left wing. And so I think the only one that's relatively clear was Saka because we were finding so much space on that side. Saka was finding so much space in that first half and the second half, to be fair, that it just felt like the other players, Trossard, Havertz uh, and Martinelli particularly, it was like they were rotating amongst themselves. And I think that caused... West Ham, quite a few problems. But Albert, so let's get on to the, the actual full, fourth goal, which was in well, injury side, which was yeah. Trossard. I mean, that's a perler, isn't it? Cool. Yeah, listen, um, we've had a we've had a, we've had a mixture today. We've had we've had set piece goals, we've had open play goals. Um I, I was probably I was very, yeah, I was I was very excited with the thing. Listen, with, with Trossard, um technically he's a very good footballer, he's a he's a good finisher, actually. That that's why for me he's a massive asset to us. Um and there's been times you mentioned like the, he's played in sort of the left eight role or, or even just come on as a sub and it's not really impacted the game or hit the ground running. But today, that's why he, he that's why he's an asset to play in that left eight role. Um, like I said, great pass for, for Saka, uh, for the movement, for the penalty. Um, he actually got himself into some really good areas, actually, Trossard. And like I said, the... Great, great, great finish. Um, well deserved, and he was really good actually for the first. I, I, I was watching the game sort of the first thirty minutes. He's really good, man. Really influential, um, picking up really good areas. I was shocked the amount of room um, West Ham gave Erdogan. I couldn't believe it. It was terrible. I was stunned, honestly, for for a home game in a London derby where they normally play well against the London sides at home. I, I couldn't believe they gave him the freedom of, of the London stadium. So I was shocked, but. Good play from um, the likes of the combination play with those guys. And I'm really pleased for Trossard, man. And not just because he played well, but he got an amazing goal as well. And he actually could have scored a couple more today as well. Yeah, I, I genuinely agree with you. I mean, there's nothing really... I, I jokingly said on about 70 minutes, uh, I tweeted like, I dare somebody to pick a man of the match because Trossard yeah. Well, funny enough, we've like, got a question that relates to that. Benefits. We so have why rights don't we ask well. that? 
sorry, Chris, we've got a question Amanda. from Carl. Who is your player of the match, as you've alluded to it? Well, who was yours, Amanda? Oh, can I, I think we should all just talk at the same time because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Erdegaard, Rice or Trossard or even Saka. I, I yeah. don't know. Gabriel? I mean, to be honest, should we give it to the team? Because no, because that's not the idea of no, the match. No, you can't do well, then who do you think, Chris? Because I'm torn. Um, there were so many good performances. I mean, I think the pressure and maybe that told with the game at the Emirates with Rice makes my heart want to give it to him. Mm. But I just think that um, I just think Trossard had a right. Sort of, I'm leaning towards Trossard. Can I tell you, the, the chat room is really torn. I'll show yeah. you. We've got Erdegaard, we've got Declan, oh, <laughs> we've got Erdegaard, we've got Erdegaard and Rice. I think it's between them two by the looks yeah. of this, Rice. Erdegaard. Yeah. Albert. Albert, pick one. Go. Um, the straight away, I'm going to say, I'm going to go Martin Erdegaard just to nick it. Yeah. Um, I thought he was, he was super, he was. It was more than influential today. People talk about leaders, and it's the, yeah, you get the ones that shout and scream, and the soonest days are pick, picking them up by their collars and all the rest of it. But yeah, he led by example today, man. Um, you can talk about, as I mentioned, the amount of room that West Ham gave him, but you still got to execute, Chris, man. And um, he was it went influential throughout the entirety of the game, even at four nil, five nil, he was still pulling the strings. Um, I actually could see him, Chris. I said this during the live, and I actually kind of thought for a few weeks, depending on what Arsenal do, want to do going forward in terms of their midfield, I could see him playing a lot deeper role, you know, and mm -hmm. pulling the, the strings even more. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's still young, obviously. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not losing his legs yet. But I, I, I could see. I, I could see him being utilized like that. Um, I get it. He's an asset at the top end of the pitch in terms of. The, the combination play with Saka and Ben White and add Trossard in there as well. But I, I I could see him playing a little bit more deeper if Arsenal, depending where they go transfer-wise. But yeah, the other player, Trossard, was delighted for him today. Declan Rice, that's the kind of performance we've been seeing for the most of the season. And the goal, wow, we'll come to that. But yeah, We'll come to that. Yeah, Erdegaard, for, yeah, for me, man, the match. I know Saka got it, didn't he? Uh, I don't know who got it. I yeah, he did, Saka. And also, I've got some quotes. So let me know when you want to read that. Want me to read them out, Chris? Yeah, we'll do that towards the end. But um, so we're going to move on to the second half. But before we do, um, just as I said right at the top of the pod, we're sponsored by the lovely Ruth Beck Art. Oh, she Ruth. does really, really good like banners. She does like pin badges. She's got all the time. I'm going to chuck a couple of bits on screen. Print. If you're listening in, Love then uh, then I will. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll dictate or I'll uh, I'll I'll describe explain. So, so we've got uh, we've got poster badges we've got uh, pin badges We're for the, the West End Highbury if you're part of the West End or if you're one if you're an East End lover Yay. then we've got some East End ones I was joking and bantering with Amanda beforehand that uh, the East End they never really sing they just sort of politely clap and tell Whatever. people to sit down but uh, you know I'm a North Bank man so of course I'm going to say that but uh, go and check Ruth Becker out and, uh, check her out uh, if you're not following her, follow her on the social medias and also check out our website as well. And also, again, before we go into the second half details, if you fancy, no, not if you fancy, do this. I want you to do this for the next Arsenal game, for the Burnley game. Albert does a watch along. Get your laptop, put your football on the screen, put your laptop up. 
and have a little listen to Albert whilst watching the football, because Albert's a lot more interesting than having to listen to the nonsense that we get <laughs> in the commentary. So it's listen to a Arsenal fan talking about it. So um, get Albert um, just on your channel. What's it called? So people can uh, can check it out on uh, oh, the YouTube and stuff. Chris, Chris, you 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 legend, you thank you. Yeah, um, Albert JT, you can come and follow. Yeah, you know what? With the watch longs, you you don't... <laughs> how can I put it? That's the reason for it. You you do lose yourself a bit. And you're like. It's not that it's not that I don't say things I shouldn't say, or, or you know, but I just you just kind of lose all inhibitions, man. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I enjoy doing it. So yeah, Albert I'm going to watch you one day. Do you know that? I'm well, going to watch it. Out. That is our new resolution. Uh, I'm going to get my laptop out. I'm going to fire my laptop up and have the, the football on whilst I can then just check out Albert. Because it's literally it. like having somebody... If you can't do it, if you're on your own and you're sat, you'd, I don't want to... My wife said to me the uh, the other day, she said... Well, sorry, not the other day, earlier on. She said, uh, oh, I want to go to the Michael Jackson uh, sort of thing that's going on in West End of Lo London. But Arsenal are playing Tottenham. So are you all right to watch that in a pub? I went, no, I am not watching that in a pub in London because there will be Tottenham fans there. Or if there's not yeah. Tottenham fans there there'll be others i will only watch football with fellow arsenal fans and if you can't watch football with fellow arsenal fans you can sort of do it by proxy if you just fire your laptop up and have albert albert sat next to you talking to you so yeah the, the, oh, the, 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 the proper the proper southeast london comes out when i do the watch logs man believe me <laughs> oh love i it, love it. watching it with rival fans it's the best when they start wow. criticizing your players and they go and score i actually always get myself in trouble all the time mm. Because I'm yeah. on the sarcastic side. No, but Ruth Beckhart, someone wants to know if they, she did the North Bank. She does them all. Go yep. and check her website out, ruthbeckhart.com. Yes. Support yes. her. Buy some stuff from her. She's a local artist and she's obsessed with the Arsenal and she's brilliant. Yeah. So, Amanda, so we get yep. into the second half and I don't know about you, and I'm on a couple of WhatsApp groups and people were saying, like, oh, do you think we're going to go on and really press and stuff? And I feel like... Arsenal as a club, I feel like even under going back to the Wenger days, we never really like press our heels down on people's throats. We always sort of we get to three or four um, and we sort of just play within ourselves there. But Mikel Arteta's boys are a different breed. And even after, so I've written down on 46 minutes, Martinelli cuts the ball back and Trossard kind of just skew, he's, he's unmarked on the penalty spot and he just skews the ball up into into Rosette. And then on 50 minutes, 40, well, 48 minutes, like Havertz just puts the ball wide. This is an Arsenal team that they want to go for the juggler, don't they? And uh, let's let's look at that second half and the start of it up to uh, when we when we scored our, our fifth goal, which was on 63 minutes. But what was your kind of general feeling about that second half? Were you just like, let's play within ourselves? I mean, obviously as a fan, you're like, I want more and more goals. But what did yeah. you think that we'd do? Um, I thought we'd get one more. I think it would be quite a dull second half and I thought West Ham would come at us and try and get some pride back. I was completely wrong. They didn't do anything. Um, and I, I just think it's really tough for players at 4 nil up to go into the dressing room at half time and, you know, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? What do you do? Because you don't want to risk any injuries but you don't want them to let them back in. You get one, you get two and then panic stations start. I'm not mm. saying with West Ham today. But maybe a team that exactly like what happened at Newcastle. You don't want to be cocky. So I'm sure he would have said, go out and play your game. I'm not saying he would have said it in this terminology, but go and get some more goals. Don't be lapsed. Keep your discipline. Keep your shape. Don't go for any stupid tackles. Because um, I thought um, that guy that got booked, was it Edison or Alvarez? I can't remember his name. Um, in the first Alvarez. half was... 
it was quite bad on Saka. Um, and as, as Alan Smith said, because he was the pundit today, um, lucky he jumped slightly out of the way because that mm-hmm. could have been a serious tackle. They put two men on Saka today, but in the second half, it felt like they didn't. And it just felt like wh- where you're saying about Erdegaard had space, Saka, that's why he scored his trademark goal. He had enough space. You can't, just everybody out there that doesn't follow Arsenal, that supports another team, tell your manager you cannot give Saka space. Because yep. he's going to do it every single time. Yep, absolutely. And Albert, so so talk to me about, we'll talk about the moment and then your thoughts on the Saka goal, which was on 63 minutes. Um, and also, I want to I wanna get your opinion on this because whenever we do a little bit, as Arsenal fans, whenever you hear the Olays, I always go a little bit like, I'm not, I don't like to hear Olays until it's the 88th minute yeah. and we're 3-0 up. What for you... Before you talk about the Saka goal, what for you is the moment in which it's acceptable to start doing the Olays? Because on 59 minutes, the Olays started and no. we were falling up. And I'll be honest with you, I was a bit like, I know I went to the Newcastle game and we lost 4-4, but this doesn't feel like that sort of game. So I'm sort of OK with the Olays on 59 minutes. Where's where's your head at with Olays? And then talk to me about the Saka goal. Well, the short answer, with the Olays, yeah, 5 new. I'd... I'd, I'd... That's not being that's it's not the five being nil threshold. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you, you, if you, that that's more than acceptable, Chris. So yeah, that's that's fine. I, I've got no problem with that. Um, the second half, like the, with the with the obviously the Saka goal, even at half time, I was like, you know what? There's more goals in this man. And then you saw it sort of the opening three or four minutes. The second half, I thought because West Ham can't come out and couple guns blazing, they're four nil down. Um, and if they open up even more, it could have been eight nil. Yeah, um, but yeah, there were more goals. You had the like you mentioned with the Trossard chance. Um, Havertz, we've got we got into some good areas in the, in in their like in their in their box. Um, once Saka gets into that position, it's curtains. You can't watch yeah. it. It's the old sort of kind of the old Chris Waddle drop of the shoulder thing. Once he gets inside, it's over. I actually thought he was going to put it in the far corner, Chris. Me but too. He's done, yeah, he's done the goalkeeper. So the goalkeeper didn't even move. He said, "You know what? Oh no." But um, we get that. I thought, you know what? The first thing I was thinking, actually, to be fair, like most Arsenal fans probably were thinking, as you two guys, is get that goal difference up. Yeah. Go for the second half and go for the jugular. Um, I'm not saying that I wasn't... I I didn't think Arsenal would get six today, man. Who who thought they would, to be honest? But um, yeah, get that goal difference up. And you've seen what it's done now, Chris, in terms of the goal difference. There's a goal in it now. Um, But yeah, once Saka gets into that position, man, is curtains um, because that's why he plays on that right hand side. Chris, he's got the ability to come inside and do that, drop the shoulder and put in the far corner or the bottom corner. And even with that goal, I still thought there was more goals to come. And we was right, Chris. We were definitely right, Amanda Declan Rice. Do you know what? If oh any God. player you want to get an absolute screamer, having seen the weird West Ham fans booing him, or no, do you know what? That's unfair. I think. Two thirds of the ground. Then we talked about this on Thursday in the preview show. I think there's a small pocket of West Ham fans that were booing him. I think most of them. And in the first half, I think he took a corner, and there was a bit of a smattering yeah. of a round of applause. So I don't, I don't want to label West Ham fans as a. I don't want to sort of lump them all in under one single bucket. But there was a little smattering of them that were booing. And if there's any player that you want to have an absolute stormer to get some assists, as Rice did, and then to score essentially the goal of the game. 
to, as Albert mentioned, to bring us level on uh, goal difference with Man City, we will, uh, I will hasten to add. I mean, wouldn't you just, I mean, how did you feel with, when, when that when that ball fell to him? And also a bit of a shout out to, uh, I think it was Erdegaard and Trossard with the accidental dummy, just to leave it to Rice, to leather it in from 30 yards. Um, do you know what? I At the beginning of the match, I was trying to work out how many times he's played there since he started. He's played once and we lost in the League Cup. He's played at our place and we were saying on our podcast that he needed a good game because he doesn't seem to turn up against West Ham, funny enough. So I wanted him to play well, but during the game, I forgot all about that. I didn't even think, come on, I want Rice to score, come on. Because we were doing so well, it wasn't it wasn't like nil-nil, you know, and like they're booing him and they're playing brilliant and you'd love him to score. Yeah, there are some idiots. I've got some I've got West Ham fans on both sides the idiot ones and I've got the sensible ones sensible ones all respect him the idiot ones are like yeah what did he go to your club for he wanted to win things you know that nonsense um but this shows the class of the man it shows the class of the man he scores the goal of the game and he's like this he doesn't want to celebrate he just stood there and just went like that yeah I absolutely honestly Chris we say it every pod I said it on Thursday night I can't love that man any more than I do. I can't respect him any more than I do. And he's our midfield general. And he scores a goal like that. He, he, two assists. So, for the corners. I mean, he's now our corner taker, isn't he? Um, on that side. And you're just like, I, I'm in awe of him. I'm in awe of the human, the human side of him as well. I don't know him personally. And obviously, and who you know, Anthony Gow, who came on, is his friend and talks to us about how wonderful a human he is. I can absolutely see it. Why did he not run round to the people that were booing him? Because he's because he's an adult and he's mature and he respects and loves West Ham. That's what they don't get. Because if he didn't, now after what he did with his celebration, they should never boo him again. But they yeah. will. I don't know, actually. I think this is going to be one of those things that falls out. I'm going to get Albert just to give his thoughts on the mm. goal itself. But just before I do that, um, I did see, I think it was at, at that West Ham, at West Ham Central account, had said something like, oh, um, when it was 4-0, it said something like, well, on aggregate, it's 5-5 five, five, and really, really good uh, uh, well message in the, uh, in the from Mast Gunner in the uh, in the chat well, saying, well, well, actually, now we've beaten West Ham 7-5 on aggregate. So uh, <laughs> poor old West Ham Central doesn't even have that to hold on to. But Albert, but ball falls to Declan Rice. What a pearler, eh? Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, I think I lost composure with that goal, man, more than the others. Yeah. I said, God, what? I said, what a, what a hit, man. You know, De- Declan has actually got a good strike on him. That's the thing. And, and, and it's no coincidence he takes the dead balls. But um, like you said, a bit of master trait between Trossard and um, and uh, the, guards, the, 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 the planned dummy or mix-up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what a strike, man. It was just... Wow. Um, I think even some of the West Ham fans, they cut to him and said, you know what? Fair play, son. Um, and it's clapping. Um, you, can, you can't do that. What can you say? You, you're 5-0 down already. And the guy that used to play for you and dominate your midfield, your club captain, has scored a screamer. Um, and he's been respectful about it. And yeah. man, man, you make a good point, actually, because some players in that position right, would, would, would have done, yeah. they would have celebrated that goal, man. Particularly that type of goal as well against your old yeah. club, but he did. But he didn't do it. I didn't think he would, to be honest with you. But um, um, amazing sort of, how can I put it? Kind of just a wow moment. Brilliant yeah. finish um, against your old club. Six nil. It's 
someone's put in the chat already. I, I, I want it seven. I was desperate for seven, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I, I was thinking, yeah, come on, get Just one to more. go above City would have been lovely, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, se ma ma magnificent seven, Amanda, in the, the Arsenal way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But um, yeah, listen, we'll take six. Let, let, let's not be greedy, but yeah. Was, but um, yeah, what a strike, Chris. Unbelievable, man. And he was brilliant today as well on top of that. Yeah, he was really, really good. And do you know what as well? I think after the game at the Emirates where it almost felt like he just he was trying too hard and yeah. he conceded the penalty. It was like a nightmare. And then there was the game in the League Cup, which I went to, and it was just it was just a bad day at the office. And he came on in the second half and you know it just it just hasn't been a, a, a happy sort of return against his former club. But today was definitely a happy return against mm. his former club. Um Amanda. We, we bantered West Ham so much that we even on 76 minutes brought on flipping Cedric. But I thought of you. <laughs> let's uh, let's park that to one side and focus on the fact that we got Anwaneri on the pitch as well. I mean, the, the kid is 16 years old. Right. I think you might have said it either. Did you say it in this chat or did you say it um, in Twitter? Like, he just looks so silky on mm. the ball. He's just such a fantastic footballer but let's uh let's bring home the final sort of bits and uh and talk to me about like that those last exchanges the substitutions and then um what it means in the context of us moving forward and i'm going to read some quotes out as well from Saka. yeah, yeah do the quotes I'll, I'll do them now actually because they're really good. Saka on the win. We were 4-0 up in the first half and could have scored more. Including myself, we smelt blood today and went for the kill. We did really well to score more and we're happy. That's something we don't normally do as well. I'm going to give you a stat on my Odegaard. He's the first player on record since 2003-04 to complete 100-plus passes, 107, create at least five chances, seven, and assist multiple goals, two, in the same Premier League match. Erdegaard, mm. I'm proud of the team. I think coming from a big game last week, a big win and backing it up today with another great performance. As I said, really sharp in front of goal. I think that's what we've been missing a little bit the last few weeks. Well, he means the few weeks before the, the last few weeks. Mm. Today, we showed that quality we have. Sakharov surpassing 50 goals for Arsenal. Really? To be honest, Incredible. I'm really happy to achieve that. But I'm not sure I can be happy today. I missed some chances. I feel I could have scored, but obviously it's a great achievement. I'm proud of that. Erdegaard on sending a message to rivals. No, we're focusing on ourselves and what we do every day. We don't care too much about the other teams. We're focused on ourselves. We keep we keep working hard and a good win and we move on. Sky gave Saka the player of the match. Erdegaard presenting Saka with his player of the match said... Odegaard said to him, I was waiting for the hat-trick. Saka went, thank you, my captain. And Arteta on Declan Rice. It's always difficult to come back to your club. The fans were really good to him, Rice. When he went to take the corner, they clapped him. See, that's what he sees. We saw there wasn't all clapping. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think he's just doing it for the cameras. Focusing on the positive, yeah. Yeah, cool. so it's great to see that kind of reception. He loves this club so much, and I know what it meant for him to play today. Arteta, it's great to make club history, especially the way we've done it. We're in a good moment and we have good moments. You have to build and maintain the momentum. Bringing Ethan Enwanari on, the Arsenal players on the bench were whispering in the second half. They really wanted me to bring Ethan in. Arteta and what he said before kickoff. Time to beat West Ham. We all knew it. We all had it in our tummies and we knew we could be a tough match and we had to do certain things better in both boxes than we had in the previous match. We certainly did today. 
And the last one, Arteta on Saka's pen. I had doubts whether he was going to take the penalty or not because of what happened, but it shows you as well how mature he is and mm. how determined he is to go to the next level. And I'd like to thank my other half, Carl Stark, for all those comments, all typed out in our WhatsApp group. Go on, Carl. So I think generally it's lovely to hear how they feel. They wanted it. As he said, we felt it in our tummies. We smelt blood. We wanted it. And what I would say is, Chris, that 2 3 nil. we don't go for the kill and we went for it this time. So I'm really, really pleased that because that's what City would have done. That's what Liverpool would have done. They'd have come away from West Ham. We would have gone, oh, they've won 6 nil. We wouldn't do that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and we did. And we certainly did, Albert. Context of the season now, we've brought our goal difference up. We are level on points with City, although they've got a game in hand. We are two points off of Liverpool. This was a big game because both of those teams won yesterday. And this felt like it could have been one of those where we're saying to ourselves, well, Liverpool is great fun, but we've completely uh, shit the bed here by, uh, by not doing the business against West Ham. Where do you place us right now in terms of context of the season and how this might impact us in the coming weeks and months? Oh, what a trillion dollar question. Um, <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned Liverpool and the Man City games because City didn't get a goal what, until 70 minutes. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, um, what do you call it again? Um, on Saturday, the um, I think my, my, Michael Dawson was covering the game. Yeah. He said, Burn he said Burnley were the better team. Like, with the first, I was, I was like, wow. Um, Obviously, Liverpool got the goal, but it was it, it wasn't dominant. Like, it's, I, but I think it's going to be like that now, Chris, because we've got like what are we 14, 15 games left. Is that yeah. roughly about that? Yeah, um, we've got fourteen left. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, listen, Arsenal this season. You know what? Today's result was a weird one, Chris, because I, I don't know what you guys think and the people in the chat when they watch it back. Um, usually, with, with a team, most fans are thinking about their clubs. Like, oh, you know, we're, we're due to give a team a good, a good a good thrashing, but I, I don't think I've ever felt like that any part of the season. So that's why this result today is like, yeah, we need to win. And I, I didn't expect six nil, but I think with us as Arsenal fans, a wider point, Chris is, I see, I see some of the reactions I saw after Liverpool, for example, we beat them. It's like, oh, you know, if, you know, it's no point beating Liverpool, uh, you know, it's not going to count unless we win the league. I'm like, no, that's not really true. Correct. It's more, it's more important really, if you don't, if you beat Liverpool, you don't beat West Ham. Then yeah. that's a more plausible thing to say because you can't just jump forward 14, 15 games. Yeah. We still got to go, we still got to go to OT. Our record is not good. What two wins? Something like twenty years. Yeah, it's, it's poor. League, yeah. yeah, we still got to go to the Etihad. So, yeah, just sometimes context doesn't apply. So yeah, I was like, well, yeah, but anyways, but um, yeah, listen, we're in a good place. Um, I think what's different this season for me, and I thought this for a few weeks is we're not leading the race, we are effectively chasing. And that's a different mindset. It's a different animal. And I think that's yeah. very, very important. Um, Arsenal have had another season behind them of, I'm going to say disappointment. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm not winning the league last season, right? Um, so you want to learn from that. You want to go that step further. It's not going to be easy, but um, we're on the right Albert, path. Yeah, go Albert, on. we overachieved last year. No one expected us at the beginning of last season, to do what we did. So I'm not sure disappointment. I'm disappointed we got the injuries that we did. But I'd be more disappointed now if we drop out of this race. We, I prefer being where we are than top. Yeah, no, I, 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 
Yeah, no, I, I understand it. That's why I phrased it the way I did. But yeah. for me, like I said, I, when, I, when, I, when I said that, I specifically talk about myself because I, listen, we, wouldn't, we ain't seen a league title for a very, very long time. Yeah. And then obviously it fell away the way it, it fell away the way it did. So this time around this season, um, it's it's a different it's a different kind of race. We're not they're, they're, they're we're kind of chasing and we can't drop points and we've got to keep winning games. And but that was no win. different last season. We couldn't we couldn't lose games. But and everyone's talking about City winning it, Albert. So let, let's just keep third for the time being. Let's Very be happy. under the radar. Yes, yeah. I like being the like slight underdog because people, you know, this bottle, we bottled it, all this nonsense they came out with. I think, and also you've got to enjoy it. You've got to live in the moment, which is what I said when, you know, I was, I tweeted after the game, Albert, and said, oh, are we allowed to celebrate? You know, are we allowed? Six goals, clean sheet, 16 goals in four games. Are we allowed to celebrate? Obviously being sarcastic. Um, because... But if you don't celebrate now, when do you celebrate? This is the point last week. We beat the league leaders last Sunday. We're going to celebrate. Enjoy it now, Albert. I said it last year. Enjoy the moments that we get because it's still a long way to go. I know it's February, but it's still still a lot of football to be played. And and to be honest, it still does look like it's going to be City's title. But you never know. Fun is funny. Football's a funny old game. Football is a funny old game. It's and it's also about the journey as well because like it's yes. all very well talking about like trophies and stuff. Like I've been to Wembley, I've seen us win trophies and stuff, which is amazing. But that's a short pocket of time, so you know the season's quite a long one, and you, you need to enjoy those those highs when you get it. And today has been a high, and last weekend has been a high. Dubai certainly worked out well for us. I think we should go to Dubai three or four times a season. Right? Should we go to the questions? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say, Amanda. So let's go to some questions just as we wrap up the show today so that we can go off and uh, hopefully see uh, Aston Villa and Man United explode each other or something. Karen Russell just asked that. Who else thinks that the break in Dubai has done the boys good? Well, it has because before we went there, we lost to Liverpool, didn't we? And we've come back and we beat, wasn't it Palace? Yeah. Yeah, Palace. Yeah. We've uh, we've won, yeah. We've we've won four in a row now, and we, as you said right at the start of the show, Amanda, we scored sixteen goals. So, absolutely, I think it was pivotal. Pivotal? That's not a word. Pivotal. It is, Chris. Sometimes I'm just making it up. I'm just making it up as I go along. If you like, right. Got another question for us, Amanda? I'm going to ask Albert this. Albert from Simon Lester. Hi, Simon. How do we manage Jorginho now? Do we just play him against certain opponents? Opponents, maybe the bigger away games. What do you think? Oh, who knows the mind of our boss, Simon? Because um, I, I, I wasn't surprised he didn't play today, to be honest with you. Um, and I understand why he played last week, because, you know, I, I know Liverpool, they, they more or less were kind of at full shot. I know Z- um, Zoboslav was missing, but it, it was it was a, it, it, not a masterstroke, but it, it made sense for Jorginho to play last week, because you need to control that midfield, and he's an experienced guy, and... Um, so I don't know. It depends. It depends how he wants to utilize him. Really, um, Thomas Partey's not coming back anytime soon. So he's he's gonna get he's gonna get game he's gonna get more game time because um, he's in the pecking order ahead of El Nenny. Let's be let's be honest. He's just there to uh, sort of come on in games like this where we're winning and you know we're going to get the three points. But um, we probably might utilize him a bit more now. You can't play a game like that against Liverpool and then kind of bench warm for four or five games. I. I don't think Mikel Arteta thinks like that. Um, and we've got some big games coming up. What have we got? Burnley and Newcastle, isn't it? And obviously and Champions Porto League. in between. Yeah. 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 So um, 
yeah, I think you might see him a bit more than what what we think. All right. Karen Russell's got another one. Do you think Mikel got it right leaving Saliba on loan as long as he did, then bringing him back when he did? Because now these people jumped out of the, uh, threw their toys out of the pram. Why wasn't he back a year before? I just think he knows. He knows when the right time is. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy to say now with hindsight, yes, that was the right decision. Mm. I do think that the season that he had at Marseille was a fantastic season. I think he could have done the business for us then. But I'm not going to bag on Mikel Arteta because ultimately, look at where we're at right now. And Saliba's doing the business. So it's one of those things that, yes, you can argue that, but... uh, to be honest with you, um, I'm not too worried about answering questions like that because where we're at at the moment with the player that we've got at the moment, it seems like it was serendipity. Um, I've just seen something about saving Jorginho for the Champions League final. And before you go on to the next question, I've got to tell you something. Um, I've booked myself to go to Portugal over the uh, week uh, of uh, the Champions League final. Oh. And I spoke to the wife yesterday and I said, on the Friday we go, we're meant to be going. And I said to the wife, you know, Arsenal, are in the, if they get to the Champions League final at Wembley, it's on the Saturday and we're meant to be going on the Friday. And this is why I love my wife, because she said, oh, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll change the flights then. And I was like, that's it. That's a, that's a, is that's the a Champions League wife, final at Wembley? Yeah. I did not know that. On oh, Saturday night. God, so. Amanda. I know. That's all my wife. Enough. Give us another question, Amanda. I give, love Albert, your wife. Give, give Albert another question. <laughs> Albert, another question. Yes, we've got... Well, some interesting ones and there was this one I wanted to ask Phil Macker is our defence the most solid since the invincible side one million percent yes mm. it's not it's not even questionable um we've seen some dross um defenders at our, our football club I'm sure you guys will come up with a, 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 a load of names honestly but um I said this I've said um you asked the question Phil wasn't it um I said about three seasons ago um Looking at our, sort of, our our playing team and our playing squad, we need to sort out our defense, man. And Mikel Arteta knew that when he came in, because we was leaking too many shots, yeah. too many goals, different centre back partner pairs, different centre back pairings, and full back changes. And um, and I think Ben White said it after. The, I think he said it sort of. I think he said, he said it last season, or maybe even in like the. I think his second season when he was here. Like um, we've had another year of the team to bed in and get to know each other and. Obviously, him being a defender um, and playing in that nucleus of the back five, including the goalkeeper now, obviously it being Raya, um, it, it's no surprise. And that's what that, I, I, ironically enough, that's what was our Achilles heel last season. The tools the back end, sorry, towards the back end of last season. But yeah, this is by far, uh, this, is a, this is a defense you can trust a lot more than any other time I can think as an Arsenal fan in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. By far. 100%. 100%. And we, we can't quite put them on the Can same I level as the Invincibles one... just yet. We'll do one more question, but just to, just, to, just building on that. Amanda, um, you answer it. The Invincible the invincible season, we only conceded 26 goals. We've conceded 22. So, you know, but I don't, I'm not trying to do down on the current team because they're yeah, doing a fantastic job and we love them. Amanda, we've one more some... final question then. Oh, can we do two? We've got such great well, questions. Two more final questions then. Go on then. Simon Lester, we have less games to play than both City and Liverpool due to no domestic cup games. How significant could this be? Are you asking that to me or? You, go on. Yeah. Cool. Um, go on. I think we won't know that until we get to March. 
because yeah. if Liverpool go deep, they're already going mm. deep in a few of them, but if they go deeper and if they start to pick up knocks and stuff like that, then fine. And when City the same. Final. But um, it's almost like if the if the knocks don't happen and if they keep that cadence, like these two teams are juggernauts. They're used to just playing lots of games and winning lots of games. So I don't almost, without wanting to be a cop-out answer, I don't think we can answer that until we get into March. Albert? When they've got that fight, I've just seen it, so, um, 25th, of Feb, uh, 25th of February against Liverpool. Yeah, it's a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's accurate, Chris, because... I think the second leg against Porto is what the twelfth of March. I'm looking at it now. Um, yeah. I don't know Liverpool's and 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 sort of cities running, but you know they're involved in a lot of they're, they're involved in a lot of games. Simon, we we know that. So um, you know we're not in the FA Cup anymore. Got it not to win that the domestic trophy, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, March. I'd I'd say Simon. You know what? Mid March, end of March. I probably could answer that question a lot better. Mm. Okay, so I'm just going to ask this one and we'll end on this one. Carl Stark, how many points do we get from Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brentford, Chelsea? 15 are up for, um, you know what I mean. Albert. 15 points available. What do you, I can't even think straight. What do you think we're going to get? Uh, Burnley away three points. Uh, Newcastle's about to win that six. Sheffield United, I, I wouldn't put my house on it, nine. Oh, Brentford's gonna be tricky, man. Um, you're, they're not in a great run of form, though. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, the only game we're looking at that Arsenal could properly not win is possibly the Newcastle home game. Don't Newcastle, say that, that's the Newca one we have to win. Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle are odd. Like they've been on a really weird run this season, yeah. man. In the league, it's a bit. It's very, it's very up and down. They got a good result yesterday, but yeah, it's so that's the we'll one be. game I think we could. So 13, well, that, 13, out of, 13 out of fifteen, Chris. So Albert's yeah. going thirteen out of fifteen. I'm going to write this my, down so I know. My gut feel is thirteen out of fifteen, but I looked at all of those. But and I, it, it, you know what, it's. It's those. It's that game against Newcastle, the game against Chelsea, for the same reasons. Because Chelsea, one week, like Villa away, like they played in the right. FA Cup, and yeah, they look half decent. And then they play Wolves at home, and they look terrible. Or Liverpool away, and they look terrible. So you don't know. Chelsea are like a, um, a bag of revels. You don't actually know which one you're going to get. So that's why a, I'm hedging my bets to say 13. A, it, I was yeah. tempted to say 15. No, you're right, Chris. It's tough, man, because even, like I said, the two games yesterday you saw with um, City and Liverpool, they, they, it's hard. Everton made it hard work for them, man. I'm hard going 15, if anyone's interested. Whoa. I am. Bullish. I know. Bullish PG. Bullish PG. I, I feel confident in all those games, um, especially now we're going to get a week off. Um, and me and you, Chris, have done three podcasts this week, and we're going to get a week off till next weekend. Well done, man. Arsenal, uh, and Christopher. Um, Christopher. We like to bring you as much content as we can. And uh, for all those that appreciate that, would you please press like and subscribe to our channel? And everyone on audio, we do appreciate you as well. And if you wouldn't mind pressing the star button or whatever it is on audio and <laughs> rating us, that would be great. But um, yeah. Up next, young Christopher, Burnley, Turf Moor, 3pm. Don't know when we're going to be podcasting next weekend. We'll sort it and then we'll let you know. We will indeed.
We will indeed. And that is the end of today's show. We're going to go and see, uh, I think the three of us are now going to go and separately watch uh, the Aston Villa versus Man United game. Hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast sponsored by Ruth Beck Art, as we said right at the beginning of the show. And then when we showed you some lovely stuff that she does. So check her out and her website out and follow her on the social medias. Albert, thank you very much for joining us. No worries, man. Appreciate we love you, Albert. Yeah. The, sh- the shift isn't over. I've got a very important date at eight o'clock tonight, man, with my boys in the Afghan final. Oh, Come on, man. Yeah, Are you watching yeah. longing on that as well, then? Of, of course, man. This this is even gonna be even more passionate and juicy. I'll support Nigeria just for you. Good All about right, that. Albert. Now, go. I want Nigeria to win. They play in green, don't they? We do, we do, we do. Yeah, so you impressed? Yeah, see, I'm very I'm very impressed with Manda. I am. Good. Lovely, lovely stuff. Um, that's it. Uh, thank you very much from me. Thank you very much from Albert and Amanda. Take us home. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. We love you all. Listen, six goals at the London Stadium. Could Sunday be any better? We certainly burst those bubbles. Always Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.